Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us in this episode of Student Perspectives, the podcast where we talk with student pharmacists about their unique challenges and opportunities presented throughout their professional journey. My name is Kayla Cass, and I am a final year student pharmacist at The Ohio State University College of Pharmacy, as well as an advisory group member in the ASHP Pharmacy Student Forum's Advancement of Pharmacy Practice Group. Today, we will be chatting with Tom Krause about why it is so important to get students involved in advocacy efforts and how students can get involved. So thanks for joining us today. I figured we could start with some introductions, just kind of go around and tell us a bit more about yourself. So Tom, we'll start with you. Well, thank you so much for hosting this conversation today. So I'm Tom Krause. I lead ASHP's advocacy team, and we focus on advocating on ASHP's policy priorities with members of Congress. So we'll go speak to Congress and lobby them and host events where we can get our message out to members of Congress. We'll also advocate before regulatory agencies like the FDA or the DEA. And finally, we'll work with states. So ASHP doesn't directly lobby state governments, but there are affiliate organizations in every single state, and we work closely with them to help them plan their advocacy agenda and create tools to support their advocacy. So thanks again for hosting the conversation. I'm excited to talk to you about advocacy. Yeah, thanks for being here. Devin, we'll go to you next. Hello, everyone. My name is Devin Hornig. I'm a final year student pharmacist at the University of New Mexico College of Pharmacy. I am also on the Pharmacy Student Forum's Advancement of Pharmacy Practice Advisory Group, and I am chairing the Government Relations Charge. I became interested in advocacy because like as a first year student pharmacist, we had a really big bill going through the house in New Mexico at the state capitol. And they are like peers and advisors just really were able to inspire us all and get us to go to the capitol and advocate for advancement of pharmacy practice. So I think this is the perfect place for me to be and I'm really happy to be here. Awesome, Emily. Hi, my name is Emily Schaefer. I'm also a final year pharmacy student at the University of Kansas School of Pharmacy. Just like Devin and Kayla, I'm an advisory group member here with the Advancement of Pharmacy Practice Advisory Group. And I had a very similar experience to Devin in attending the legislative day at the Kansas State Capitol and just really wanted to get more involved in advocacy and finding out what issues I could bring back to my pharmacists and friends that all in all will help patients in the long run. Perfect. And then Sammy? Hi, my name is Sammy Doss. I'm a third-year pharmacy student at the University of North Texas Health Science Center College of Pharmacy in Fort Worth. I've been really involved with advocacy for quite some time, and the advancement of pharmacy practice seemed like the next logical step, so it's been a great experience so far. Awesome. And then just a little bit more for myself. So I kind of started my first year in pharmacy school as the advocacy co-chair for our SSHP student chapter. And so it's kind of something I just fell into. And I kind of similarly to what you guys have been saying, realize how much we can do as students to get involved and continue that spark of involvement as people go on to their careers and continue to advance the profession forward. So I found that I really enjoyed it and have gotten involved in some more state efforts more than I have federally, but really excited for this conversation today. So I guess the big question here, Tom, is why is it important for pharmacy students to be involved in advocacy? 
Well, Kayla, I think this goes to exactly what you were saying, that advocacy is an opportunity to shape the profession. And I think that is probably the main reason I would argue students should get involved. It's an opportunity for you to influence the direction of the profession, how you will be perceived in the profession, you know, what role pharmacists will play in the future, and how we can support our patients. Advocacy is a tool that helps you influence all of that. And advocacy that you're engaged in today will influence what the future of pharmacy looks looks like throughout your career. It'll influence your patient experience. It'll influence your training experiences and opportunities. And so for all of those reasons, I think it's, as you said, it's a way to shape the profession. And then I think secondarily, if there is something that you are passionate about that you want to see changed in healthcare or in the profession, it's an opportunity for you to influence it and kind of rally policymakers around that issue. And maybe someone else will raise that issue if you don't, but you know, there's also a good chance that you will be, you know, part of the small group of people that create some energy around an issue and create change. So advocacy is the kind of thing that I think it's easy to assume is happening in the background, but it's really most impactful when pharmacists and pharmacy students get engaged. Definitely. And I guess kind of going off of that. So I feel like while you're in school, you hear a lot about what's going on locally at more of a state level and people want you to get involved in a lot of those issues. What advice would you have for students who know that they maybe are going to practice out of state from where they first attended pharmacy school and kind of getting involved more of that national level or just away from where they currently are? Yeah, I have a couple thoughts on this. Number one, you have the most influence where you are. And that doesn't just mean at the state level, it might mean your own institution, right? So there are opportunities to be an advocate for pharmacy and changing the profession and improving the profession everywhere you are, right? So you can do that advocacy on social media. You can do that advocacy by asking school administrators to pursue a particular policy. You can get involved at the state level. As you mentioned, there's lots of opportunities for students to do that. And then at the federal level, plugging into the ASHP process is the way to do that. There are some very low lift things that you can do. Like if you are an ASHP member, you should be receiving regular updates from our advocacy team about different topics. And, you know, often we'll have an opportunity for you to do things like send an email to your member of Congress and explain why this issue matters to you or your patients. That's a really straightforward thing for you to do. It really only takes a couple minutes and we've done a lot of the legwork for you. And then I think you know, there are also ways that you as a student can rally other students to an issue. So that might be, number one, sharing those kind of email outreach opportunities with other students. But it can also be doing things like organizing a student phone banking session where you just get a couple students together and make phone calls to members of Congress and their offices around a particular topic. It sounds intimidating, and we can talk about that a little bit more you know, as we progress this conversation, but it's not a lot of energy, right? ASHP can help you get involved in those kinds of things and can help you with identifying the members of Congress, sharing contact information with you, giving you a script of kind of topics of interest to ASHP. And it can be a relatively easy way for you to engage and have some real impact. I think the other thing I would say is just starting to get involved via student organizations or your state organization or ASHP directly, you know, being an advocate through those organizations. There are opportunities for you to weigh in on what policies ASHP is going to support in the future. You know, you can do your advocacy directly to ASHP and tell us what's important to you. That will shape our advocacy agenda going forward. Yeah, I think those are all really great ideas for ways that students can kind of look 
right now where they are in school to be able to start getting involved and kind of get their toes wet, if you will. I do want to open this up to everybody and kind of just talk a little bit about how you've gotten involved at school and what that's looked like. Yeah, I actually, Tom, I loved when you talked about the ASHP initiatives that will go out. That was a big thing that we try to do at Kansas within our SSHP to, for an example, I think the most recent one was writing to legislators just to advocate for the federal provider status that happened, I believe, in the past few months here. It was just a way to get students more involved, but also I feel like more questions were asked after they kind of look through what they were writing and sending to their representatives. And I think it was a great way for students just to get involved and be able to practice their speech or their emails, just to be more comfortable. Like you said, it doesn't take a lot of energy, but it does seem a little intimidating. So almost getting your foot wet, like Kayla said, is really the best first step. And I think for me, that's been the most enjoyable part about being able to be a part of this advisory group and kind of bring this back to students within my school. I'd say for me, I kind of alluded to it at the beginning is that we had like a big giant thing in New Mexico where we were like fighting for provider status. And when we went to the Capitol, we had phone banks that you kind of you talked about before. And what was really helpful for us is that our higher ups gave us a script and told us like basically like this is who you call. This is what you say when you call. And I felt like that made everything a little bit less intimidating. Because you're right, it is a very intimidating thing, calling legislators and lobbying and trying to influence law. So I think that doing things like that was really helpful for us. That particular experience where students at the University of New Mexico were reaching out to their state legislature during the debate about provider status, it really was impactful. Like, I really just can't emphasize enough that students can influence policy development. There was outreach going on with the various state societies and ASHP was reaching out to organizations. And I would have conversations with legislative offices and they would say, oh, is this the issue that student pharmacists were calling about? There was a lot of interest in this topic. They may not have sort of picked up on all of the details of the bill, but they knew people cared about it, right? And that's the main thing that's important. They were hearing from their constituents, which includes student pharmacists, and they were hearing, this is something that my constituents care about and I need to pay attention to, right? And then the professional organizations can fill in the details about you know, specific language in the policy and things like that. But what matters is they absolutely understood that this is something that people in their community were paying attention to and they needed to pay attention to as well. Yeah, I love that you said that. That I think is the biggest thing that I have learned. So one thing that our Ohio Pharmacists Association does is a student legislative day. So they have students from all of the colleges of pharmacy in Ohio go downtown to the state house and we kind of, you know, have an overview of current legislature that would impact pharmacy practice moving forward in Ohio. And we would just go and have meetings with our local representatives and they were just so consistently talking about how much they love hearing from us directly because exactly like Tom said, we are their constituents and they don't know that there are issues that people are interested in changing if they don't hear about it. And so we all wear our white coats and that's something in terms of advocating just for pharmacy as a profession in general. They're like, oh, we love them. We see all the students and their white coats and we know it's the pharmacy day. And they just really want to hear from us and they love having those conversations because their job is to advocate for what their constituents want. So yeah, I love that you brought that up, Tom. 
So I have a similar background as y'all, and I started with the Texas Pharmacy Association, and we also have our like pharmacy day at the Capitol, where we kind of go down to Austin and talk to members of our state Congress about different issues that affect pharmacy practice currently. I also had the ability to participate in the Shot at Life Champion Summit, which is a a United Nations Foundation organization dedicated to eradication of global vaccine-preventable diseases like polio. So we actually got to go down to Washington, D.C. and participate and meet with the staff members of our local representatives and advocate for funding to increase availability of vaccines in other countries Those have been really rewarding experiences. And I was sort of intimidated by the idea of meeting with somebody with kind of a lot of power, somebody who was like in DC, but they were actually very receptive to what we had to say. And I felt like there was mutual understanding and it actually kind of did help them realize the importance of the issue. So our voices do make a difference. And so going off of that, I think that is something that I've heard a lot from some of my friends who are maybe interested in getting involved, but are a little bit intimidated by the idea of actually talking to the legislators. So Tom, I know that's what you do every day. So can you give us some advice on how best to approach those kind of legislator conversations and how to prepare for those conversations? So like I said, I think from the start, just realize that they do want to hear from you, right? You're not imposing on them. They want to hear from you. Realize that you actually have more expertise on pharmacy issues than they do, right? They are trying to learn about the entire range of possible issues that impact their constituents and what they can do about them, right? But they're not expert in all of them, you know? So so realize that you are bringing expertise to them that they don't have and that they may want. So you can go into the conversation kind of feeling confident in your own knowledge. Number two, realize that lots of people who interact with them aren't used to having conversations with legislators. And so it's totally normal and they will be gentle with you. They're not going to really beat up on you or try to make it hard for you. They're going to try to help pull the information out of you. I think, you know, practicing certainly helps, right? Just having just a couple sentences of kind of key messages that you want to get across and Maybe practicing those with a friend or colleague is helpful just to, you know, get the butterflies out. And the last thing I would say is something that I mentioned in the context of the New Mexico phone banking experience. You don't have to get all the details, right? That's not your job, right? Your job as a student advocate or even as a practicing pharmacist advocate, it's to sort of convey, hey, this is happening in the community. This is what's happening in my practice. And this is why it's important to me. It's always really impactful if you can tell a story about, you know, any advocacy topic, there's usually a way that it relates to something that you've experienced with your own patients or in your own practice. Tell that story. You can always say, I'm going to connect you with ASHP, or I'm going to connect you with someone from my state organization who can really tell you the details of this particular bill, but I want to kind of bring awareness to the issue and why it matters for pharmacists. Like, that's the thing that you need to convey. And then don't be intimidated by the legislative piece of it. And, you know, keep in mind also that these are pretty casual meetings, right? Whether it's a phone call or an in-person or a Zoom meeting, you're not going to be recorded. It's not a hearing where they're going to, you know, cross-examine you or anything like that. It really is just information seeking. And information is what you have, right? That's what your pharmacy training is all about. And kind of conveying some of that is important. I guess maybe the last thing to realize is that the face of many of these legislative and congressional offices is someone who is very much like you. It's going to be someone who's recently out of school, who is 
probably tasked with covering a portfolio of issues that includes healthcare, you know, but they're actually going to have more in common with you than you realize. They're probably a recent student. They probably have an interest in learning about healthcare. And so that's another thing that can be a little more comforting. You're not dealing with someone who speaks a different language than you. So I think all of those things should hopefully make you feel comfortable. And then finally, just, you know, take small steps. You don't have to go straight from not engaging to you know, participating in a hearing, like a phone call or a Zoom meeting is an easy and relatively painless way to start. And you can do that, you know, with another colleague, if you need the kind of the comfort of knowing that someone else is there to kind of fill in the gaps as you have those conversations. I mean, it might sound silly, but the thing that also surprised me the most is when I met with them, they were just normal people. And I think we think of legislators as these like big, scary figures, and they are just people who want to talk and want to learn. And yeah, to not feel like you need to have all of the information because you can always get back to them. And even it doesn't have to be as much of a formal event where it's an all-day thing that's, you know, through an organization. While we were there, they were constantly just reach out to my office, like, we can come set up another meeting. We'll go grab coffee in the community. You know, like, they just want to talk to you on any level. So I think that's also something to keep in mind. Does anybody else have kind of experience in having those legislator conversations or maybe some things, things you did that went well? I have in the past just a little bit for the Shot at Life Summit Last year, I got to meet with the staff for my representative, and it was like what you said, and as Tom mentioned, like these people, I mean, the person was like very young, seemed like they were kind of just getting out of school, very casual conversation. And I think what went well for us was that we ahead of time kind of had some bullet points of just things that we wanted to mention, not necessarily a script, but just talking points that we kind of wanted to bring up with them and let the conversation flow naturally from there. So I think if somebody was to be find themselves in a situation where they're doing something like that, I think that'd be a good idea is just to come prepared with some notes more so than like what you really want to say. Yeah. And in my experience, it was similar in the fact that we all showed up with a student organization, the Kansas Capitol in Topeka. And all of us had our white coats on. I know a lot of the legislators and representatives there were really excited. They also called it like, oh, pharmacy day. We're excited to see you guys. So I think that was a cool experience just to see and know that they knew who we were. They were excited to hear what issues we wanted to talk about. And they were inviting to us, not only on a larger scale, but asked us that day to come into their offices and just speak one-on-one. So I think it was really just taking those small steps on that day and having maybe the first time the help of a friend. But then I feel more comfortable now to go back and do that over and over again. So I think for me, it's just also taking those small steps and getting involved, probably with friends first. But overall, I think it's nice just to talk to them because they can be your friend too. I think for me, I just want to talk about like one of the barriers that I had noticed or that I thought something for myself is that we're going to be sending all of these emails and making all these phone calls and they're going to get filtered through so many different people. Nobody like it's not actually going to get to the legislators, so they're not going to see it. And I kind of always had that point of view until I went to UNM at our College of Pharmacy and realized that what we do like does make a difference as as Tom was like saying it actually like people like listen the legislators know what's going on and they hear everything and it's pretty amazing like feeling validated that way that like your voice does matter your emails do matter your phone calls matter like talking to them personally does matter and I feel like if you kind of go approach it that way and think about it like that then it becomes a little bit less scary 
So I would love to kind of go around and highlight some of the great work that our SSHP chapters have done and how they have promoted advocacy and got pharmacy students involved. So if you guys have had experiences with your SSHP chapters and some events that they've done in the past that have been successful in getting people involved, I'd love to hear about that. I really feel like I've kind of talked about a lot of the big things that our SSHP chapter combined with our APHA chapter have done at UNM. We've done pizza and policy where our policy leaders get all of the students together, have pizza and just talk about issues. Before we do our legislative day, we have meetings and they essentially like give us a breakdown of what these bills before we go talk and before we go up to uh, participate in our legislative day. And then we have our white folks across Montano. It's something that I think is really cool that we do is we go out on one of the busy roads in New Mexico and just advocate for pharmacy. We all wear our white coats, we carry signs, and some of the students bring like literal bells and whistles. And we get people to honk and tell them to go get their flu shot and advocate for vaccination and things like that. And I really feel like those are all things that make a difference. They're small things, but I mean, somebody could see that and be like, you know what, maybe I'll do my flu shot today. And I feel like that's something that I really enjoy. Yeah, and for us at KU in Kansas, we're actually hoping next year, just after looking at other schools and maybe with the hopes of getting more involved, we're going to be starting a government relations share at the SSHP level so we can work with the state affiliate, our KCHP, and also the Kansas Board of Pharmacy. So we're really hoping at this point to get more involved and just maybe that will bring more opportunities. One thing that we've done at Ohio State is actually reach out to some of our professors and try to get any kind of extra credit or just class bonus participation in return for students sending an email to a legislator on kind of things that we've talked about earlier, but maybe just put some more incentive out there. So I think that's an option that people can try to talk to their professors about. We'll also just try to come up with games or we'll do a Jeopardy, Advocacy Jeopardy every year during one of our general body meetings where we just kind of go through current issues related to pharmacy and legislature that's going through the state house at the moment to just try to keep everybody up to date and help it be more of a casual meeting. And then the other event that we did recently was actually have a legislative day boot camp. So before we all go to the state house, we kind of do mock legislator meetings so students can get practice before they actually have to go do it for real. So I think that was helpful because, you know, we kind of talked about that might be a barrier for some people if they're nervous to have those legislator conversations. So just kind of setting up a practice space, I think is really helpful. So those are some of the things that we've done. With that being said, Tom, what would be some advice for SSHP chapters in terms of activities for students and helping get their student members involved? So I think there's a couple things that are helpful. Number one would really encourage SSHPs to designate an advocacy chair, someone who's actually going to be responsible for thinking about what's the way our SSHP chapter can get involved with advocacy. And then it's easier to have that person be the one person from your organization that gets plugged in with ASHP and just kind of stays up to date with what ASHP is working on. So would encourage all chapters to do that. Second thing would be, you know, 
have that person try to plan, you know, one event a semester related to advocacy, my strong suggestion would be to keep it a low lift for students. So whether that is something like having one or two hours where you've reserved a lecture hall and you're going to do phone banking on a particular topic, that can be a really easy thing for students to just stop by and participate in for half an hour. It's way less intimidating than trying to go to the Capitol or doing things like just posting a QR code that students can click on that links to one of our email grassroots advocacy campaigns, something like that, that's really easy for students that have busy lives and are trying to do other things, creates an avenue for them to engage in advocacy without a lot of effort. So those are just some quick suggestions. Yeah, I think those are really great ideas. Pivoting now to kind of the pharmacy issues that ASHP is focusing on, what would you say are the top three issues right now? Good question. And like I said, I think this really comes down to what do people get excited about in a particular SSHP or state. At the federal level, we're very focused on a few things. One is provider status, obviously. And I would sort of say that includes both the reimbursement component of provider status, but also includes scope of practice. I think over the past two years, particularly because of the COVID-19 experience, policymakers across the country really are increasingly recognizing pharmacists as clinical care providers. I mean, I can feel this in so many conversations that I have. Past couple of years, we've had more than 40 states recognize pharmacists for reimbursement by their Medicaid programs in some way. We have a number of states that have expanded scope of practice for pharmacists to prescribe vaccinations, testing, oral antivirals. I mean, there's just a really a lot of interest there. And there's a lot of opportunity for us to secure those authorities. Another topic is residency funding. You know, this is something that I think is particularly important to students. We have seen over the past couple of years issues with funding for PGY1 residency programs where the federal funding support for those programs has been at risk. And that is obviously very concerning. We want to make sure that there's adequate training programs available for students entering residencies. And so weighing in on the value of those residency programs and why it's important for the federal government to support them is really a key to our advocacy right now. And it's something that's obviously directly relevant to students and a good topic for you all to weigh in. The last thing I would mention, you know, I've said a couple times, think about what you're passionate about. I am seeing that there is a lot of passion around opioid use and misuse. And that is an area where I am hopeful that by the time this podcast is published, we're hoping to see a significant federal barrier to pharmacists playing a role in prescribing of medications of opioid use disorder will have been removed. So that's going to be an exciting development that I think we'll see. And what that will mean is it won't automatically mean that pharmacists can prescribe medications for opioid use disorder. What it'll mean is the federal barriers are gone and it's now up to each individual state to change their laws to allow pharmacists to do that. And so I think that is something that there's going to be a lot of policymaker interest in. I think as we sort of put a little distance between the sort of peak of the COVID pandemic, we're going to see an increasing interest in kind of returning to to a focus on opioids. And that's a great place for pharmacists to step in and say, hey, we're the medication experts here. We have a role to play. I'm really excited personally about that advocacy topic. And I think it's one where we'll see a lot of progress in the next couple of years. 
Yeah, that sounds very exciting. So I look forward to see what happens with that. Hopefully we can get some more state involvement in that. Once you said once the federal barriers are gone, I think that's really exciting. Looks like we have time for one more question. So I guess what would be your parting advice? Let's say there are pharmacy students now and SSHPs really jazzed up about advocacy. Maybe what kind of resources can they use through ASHP to kind of expand those initiatives and just where do they start right now? Great question. Number one thing would be connect with your state society of health system pharmacy. You should definitely stay in sync with what they are trying to achieve at the state level. That's often the easiest place for students to plug in directly. As I said, leverage those easy email resources that we have. You can reach out to me if you have questions from an SSHP about how to get connected to those resources. You can also reach out to ASHP and I'm happy to be the point of contact for that to get involved with the phone banking ideas that we were talking about earlier. Those are all resources available to you. If you have a designated SSHP advocacy or legislative chair, we can include them on some of our local advocacy calls that we do to stay plugged on in on what issues are moving and what are the best messages that are going to be effective in those advocacy conversations. So I think the main thing is just like designate that one person from your organization who's going to be the point of contact, have them reach out to ASHP or have them reach out to your state affiliate. And those are going to be your two best starting places. And then once you do that, I think you'll be surprised that there's already a list of topics that are ripe for advocacy and where there's lots of materials, be it talking points, emails, scripts for phone calls, all those kinds of things are often already prepared and kind of waiting for you if you plug in. Awesome. Well, Thank you so much, Tom, for joining us today and discussing this. I think this was a really helpful conversation, and I hope we have inspired some students to go ahead and get involved and get their friends involved. Students can play a big part in helping to move pharmacy forward into the future. So thank you so much, Tom. So if you haven't before, I encourage everyone to check out ASHP Student Resources. So we've linked the advocacy toolkit in the show notes. That's a really good resource. It has links to these podcasts and activities that students and SSHPs can do and just ideas to implement at your school. And you can find member exclusive offerings such as targeted materials on career transitions for students, information on residency and research tools. Be sure to also check out the Student Connect community where you can exchange ideas with your peers. So thanks again for tuning in for this session of Student Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation and be sure to subscribe to ASHP podcast through your favorite podcast provider. And thank you to all my fellow advisory group members for being here as well. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official. <laughs>